The bat and the ball is often what we think of as cricket in its entirety. But of course, there is the man or the woman behind the stumps. And I'm really pleased to be joined for this episode by Josh, or as he's better known on the social media circuit, the wicketkeeping coach. So Josh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. And I'm looking forward to this because I must say, I... Don't know how I've got to do this, but I've recently, perhaps last year, maybe 18 months, have done a lot more when I've been coaching with wicket keeping. Now, I haven't kept wicket really for about best part of 20 years, um, but just something about it, uh, it really interested me. We've got some wicket keepers at my club who are just really keen to just get stuck in and try different things. And a lot of it, I've I've then sort of accessed what what you share and it's given me plenty of food for thought there. So I'll try not to get too much just picking your brain about the technicalities of wicket keeping. So I think it does overlap into some of the themes of of health and well-being as well. But my first question, I think, is when did you start as a keeper and what was it that made you gravitate towards that role in the game? So I, I started pretty late when it came to cricket. Um, I was 12, I want to say 2005 ashes was the thing that got me into, got me into it. Um, and to be fair, the team needed a keeper. So as, as is usually the way. So I was, I was there keen with the gloves, um, dropped a lot, probably more than I caught, but, um, but yeah, ever, ever since then, it just became a bit of an obsession. Um, got tried to, got got made to to bowl a fair bit when i was sort of 16 17 because i was tall um but yeah ever ever since then really just stuck with the gloves um i think it's i come from quite a musical background so hand-eye coordination is something that i'm not you know it isn't too bad um so yeah i think from there i just caught caught balls as much as i could and yeah it, it, it has now become a bit of an obsession more so than anything else and how then has that tipped into taking a coaching role? Because you're still a relatively young man and you, you you clearly do a lot of work one-on-one with keepers as well as sharing things with groups of keepers like I've seen recently. So what was it uh, that pushed you towards the, the, the help for others in that area? I think it, it's, a, it's a combination of my two passions. So I'm a, I'm a teacher by trade. And as as my as my sort of my family are as well, um, both my parents were teachers, so I sort of fell into the the family business, and then yeah, my my passion for cricket has um, has sort of merged with that, and yeah, now I'm at a stage where, you know, working with keepers is is almost for me more enjoyable than playing the sport itself. I love I love being able to watch you know the the players that you work with progress. Um, hopefully to a stage where they're, they're miles better than you. That's the aim. Um, and to be fair, it, it's not it's not too hard for that to happen. So uh, it's always a big win. But yeah, there's there's something about, you know, when you're working with a keeper and something's not quite going right and then all of a sudden something clicks and you go, we've got it. Um, it's such a rewarding feeling. It's, it, it's very, very similar with the classroom. You know, if some, someone's struggling with, you know, uh, a column addition, say, all of a sudden it comes together and, you know, you feel like you've really achieved. Um, so it's more of a, what's that, a sort of intrinsic 
type of reward where you know you can see that you're re- you're making a real difference in this in this cricketer's sort of journey um and i find that's really rewarding and the wicket keepers can be and i'm sure in a lot of settings are a second thought or even not a thought because i know in terms of feedback when i've spoken to the the the, the tutors in coaching whether that be in their you know level one level two getting people to mm-hmm. chip in in the club game that the cpd that's often asked for is around wicket keeping and around um and around say spin bowling they and from what i've said heard anecdotally sorry is that that is because people often sort of lack confidence because they might not have been a keeper for example yet i recall when i did my level two that the those fundamentals that that they lay out there for whatever reason i felt almost more comfortable with that than some of the things around bowling when i've been in the loosest sense possible a bowler for and then most of the time i've played cricket so what is it that you think that maybe keeps people back from getting involved with with helping the wicket keepers i think i think you're right it's a it's a people assume it's a very sort of specialized skill um especially the sort of classical traditional way of keeping um very different to anything that you'd come across really on a on a cricket field in any other position but now with the sort of modern modern way of doing it we're we're looking at getting ourselves into athletic positions where you know a, a fielder at point is in a very similar position to a keeper stood back now because we're we're turning it into an athletic position um so more so nowadays there's there's a lot more links with with fielding um so it's yeah it's it's one of those where i think it's initially the the technique was was so unique that people you know you you either were a keeper or you weren't um whereas now i think we can we're we're starting to get in the mindset where it's it's just another fielding position and more and more i'm seeing um coaches start to do keeping with everyone because the the value it has with you know just catching a load of balls with the with fielding is is massive so even if you're you're not a keeper you're still working on watching the ball into your hands um presenting with a nice surface area um making sure your head and hands work together so it's starting to become more and more um like an athletic fielding position which in essence it is Mm. and i think that said we still would i would uh, i would venture have more work done with keepers that is on a on a one to one basis perhaps than that that broader group so is that individuality of again yeah traditional view i suppose of a wicket keeper that they're one part of a team but often people might look across at them and not really know how they're doing it and what's involved and actually how difficult it can be. How much is that an advantage to you as a keeper yourself or as a coach? And how much can that be be problematic for people? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think, like like you say, we they look at it as a very sort of 
specialized area um whereas i quite like coaching it because i i think it's quite prescriptive um whilst you know you look at you look at bowling and batting and there are you know there are some key fundamentals but there's a lot of different ways that you can do things um how you stand you know where you approach the crease when you're bowling um i think i think keeping well, the, the way I, I go about it is is quite prescriptive so i stick to a quite a few fundamentals um and then you know people have very slight um differences but the the key things are the same um and i think there's probably slightly more key things when it comes to keeping than there is to to say batting and bowling um where there can be you know look at steve smith and how he sets up uh, is vastly different to um to say coley but in the grand scheme of things more and more nowadays modern keepers look very similar i don't know if i'm answering your question uh, particularly well um but i think there's a there's now a bit more of a framework to um to how keepers need to set up and things like that um and i think as soon as as soon as people understand the the sort of the way that the these fundamentals work um i think you know ev- everyone will go oh actually it's not it's it's not as it's not as tricky as we think um there's some there's some just very basic guidelines that you need to follow and then everything sort of becomes um your sort of your eyes open up to to the world that is wiki keeping um so yeah it's it's one of them i think the it's just the lack of the lack of people who are able to maybe just go through those fundamentals, I think is the, is, is maybe the issue that we've got and therefore keepers um, co- coaching, I should say coaches sort of shy away from it a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, d- I don't think it will, it will be long until hopefully the plan is that, you know, I sort of spread the, spread the word um, a bit like sort of the 10 commandments at the top of the hill um and then you know coaches gain more and more confidence in in coaching keeping and then we can you know we're into an era where keeping is almost at the forefront of of what we do especially in this in this era where we've we've moved from having a specialized keeper to going well we just need a keeper who can bat and it's slowly starting to tip the other way where we go, oh, actually, we could we could do with our our best keeper being in the squad. Um, you know, Ben Folks being a sort of prime example. Um, so yeah, I think the the sort of status quo is changing ever so slightly, um, and especially from what I've what I've heard and from the people I've spoken to over the past few months, that counties are now starting to put much more of a focus on their keeping because they realise how valuable a position it actually is especially in the sort of limited overs games if you've got a good keeper um great example was you know Richard Pant who's you know struggled with his keeping at times today decided to stand up to to Kumar in the first over because it was swinging you know it didn't work because you know Butler smashed two fours through cover but the the presence and the of mind and the confidence was there that the keeper was then able to go look ball swinging opening bowler um 
I'm just going to stand up, see if I can create some pressure. Um, I don't know where I'm quite going with that, <laughs> but but it's um it's an interesting one that you know the keeping's now becoming a a, a more important role um, than I think it's it's ever been, um, especially from the last few years where sort of more at a professional level you've gone let's let's find someone who can wear the gloves but also you know bat in the top four because the key thing the key thing in sort of franchise cricket is runs um deviated from the path ever so slightly there um but what what i'm what i'm suggesting is you know the hopefully the as as time goes on and as as I as I'm able to speak to more people and and others really jump on board as well, we'll get to a stage where coaches become a lot more confident in their in their approach to keeping and realise that it's not it's not something that people should be scared of in terms of teaching it, um, because actually, as soon as you follow the sort of very um, simple steps, a bit you know similar to your, your batting fundamentals. Um, the the world sort of unlocks and then you know keeping just becomes another thing that people coaches can add to their armory yeah well i think that's that's got to be the direction that we go in these fundamentals then josh what um would be the the best way of 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 framing them if people were looking now to say actually i've got some coaching coming up i'm going to Give it a go. I'm going to have a bit of work with people who are who are keepers or anyone who wants to throw the gloves on. What do you think, in your experience, they should be trying to base it around those fundamentals, as you say? So, I work I work a lot on standing up to the stumps um, because I believe at any at any age level, especially at a sort of age group level, being able to stand up to the stumps to to seamers and spinners is key, and you become an absolute game changer the amount of stumpings um the amount of pressure that you build um is incredible and you'll you'll see the you'll see the results if you've got a keeper who can who can stand up to the stumps to pretty much anyone um when we're looking at standing up especially um head and hands are key things that work together if your head gets across to the ball or close to the ball you're going to have a more successful time catching it um, I speak about starting with our head just on about a fifth, sixth stump line. Um, I know a lot of a lot of coaches in the past have spoken about your your left foot being on off stump, um, and that's that was you know in the past you know twenty thirty years has been quite a common thing that people have spoken about. But it the the great thing about keeping is that everyone's heights and stances are different. So going well, your left foot needs to go on off stump means that you know i'm six foot three and i'll be i'll be stood way outside off stump to the point where getting down leg side becomes impossible but having your head along that sort of fifth six stump line means that you're able to reach you know to the to the tram line on the offside and also quite a long way down leg without actually having to move and i think efficiency is the key in terms of keeping i think when it comes to sort of mental um fatigue which i'm sure we'll talk about in a bit um if we're moving all the time to balls where we didn't really need to move to we're just going to get more and more tired and then we start losing concentration we don't focus as well as we could we then start dropping balls 
So fifth, six, fifth, six stump line is pretty key. Um, then making sure we've got a nice catching area with our hands. We want to make sure our fingers are pointing down, um, our palms are together, and our thumbs are out of the way. We want to create as much surface area as we can in order to, you know, have the have the greatest chance of catching the ball because that is at the end of the day the thing that we need to do. From there, um, there's a there's a sort of setup that I follow where we're looking at getting our feet pointing down the wicket. We we sink so our elbows go onto our knees, put our hands together, and then bring our hands out so that our elbows are away from our knees to allow our arms to to move freely. And then it's all about catching as many balls as possible. And can we catch them out in front of our eyes? What you'll find is you'll find a lot of keepers, um, especially junior keepers, will tend to catch underneath their chin. And it just means that there's a big gap where you can't see the ball because the ball travels further or travels quicker than your head can move down. So there's going to be a split second and it's the crucial moment of you catching the ball where you're not going to be able to see it. So we work, I work a lot on keeping our hands nice and strong. We don't need a give because we're not catching anything that's particularly heavy um, and making sure we catch out in front of our eyes. Stood back, it's very similar as well. We probably don't need to sit as low because, again, we want to get in that athletic fielding position just like a, a somewhat at point and, um, and other areas would. Um, but again, head and hands work together. And I think we've we've progressed from going solely sidestepping everywhere to if we need to get to the ball, we need to get to the ball as quickly as we can. And if it means turning and, and running to get that ball, then that's what we've got to do. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, you know, those those are the sort of pretty fundamentals in a, in a bit of a nutshell. Um, just getting ourselves into a into a strong base um, and then catching with a big surface area and in front of our eyes. You know, if you if you can get if you can do that, then you're you're in a great position to to keep. And as you were describing that, I was in my mind's eye thinking of either myself or or a keeper in front of me and how that looks and just mm. being in those positions, as you say, to be able to have that impact on the game by doing the thing which sounds so simple, catching the ball, but can be affected by a lot of things that that are going on in, in the game. And one of the common threads of conversation I have with people, whether it's on this podcast or just around and about, in sport is about how much of it is mental and then following on from that, how many how many lessons we can learn for our health and our well-being from the sport. And I think keeping probably presents them even more, obviously, than some other um, disciplines of the game. So for that mental side of, the, of, of keeping, Josh, what would you say is the biggest feature there? What's perhaps the biggest challenge for a wicketkeeper? Probably resilience is the, is the, is the key thing um it's quite a it's a it's a good area to be in because you you get chances um you know batting i'd argue is is much more mentally draining because you know that as soon as you get out that's it um whereas keeping you've got you've got the chances that you know if you drop one you've got a chance to redeem yourself and you've got another you've got another ball that's coming up um but staying resilient is probably the hardest part. And 
not getting frustrated in yourself that, you know, oh, I've dropped this one. The next one I'm going to drop as well. And you end up getting yourself into a sort of dark spiral of despair where you, you know, there's there's now no way out and you're you're focusing on God, I just I just need to catch this ball. And you then put pressure on yourself. Um, and then it makes everything tense. And when you're when you're trying to catch the last thing you want is to be tense. We need to be nice and relaxed. Um, and then it it go it can go from from a small instant where you're not quite happy to you're not quite happy with how you've caught something and you think about it too much to then you know the world is over you've dropped you've you've fumbled three um you've dropped a catch and and you go you know what is the point um and to be fair i think we've all been there as keepers um you know well i think we, i think cricket's one of those games where we've we've all been there full stop and we go what is the point in playing this sport um but you end up going back because you love it um and you try and right those wrongs but yeah i think the i i was i listened to a podcast of um with ben folks on and he said he he's got himself into a mindset now where he knows he's going to drop one at some point he knows he can't catch every single ball so as, as soon as that one comes around that he drops, he's more in the mindset of that was the one. And then we're moving on to the next one. And I think it's, it's a, it's a very hard thing to do and just go, that ball's done. Let's move on to the next one. Um, but it's, but it, it's, it's the, it's the way you've got to, you've got to do it as best you can. I think if you can, if you can find a way of just accepting that that ball is done there's you're not going to be able to change it because it's already gone can we focus on the next one um and i suppose that's a it's a sort of bit of self-reflection isn't it going right what didn't go quite well here uh i wasn't in i wasn't in the best position my head wasn't quite towards the ball right let's write that wrong and let's give it a go the next time um i i I almost enjoy when I'm when we're when I'm doing one to ones and coaching sessions, um, seeing people if they if they make mistakes, getting frustrated because it means that I can then speak about it and go, you know, I it's great that you're you're annoyed because it means that you care, um, but you know we've got we've got to reflect and stay calm and go right. This is this is the next ball. We're done. That that one's over. And we're on to the next one. Um, I think that it, the the difficulty is is that unless you've got a, a team that's got a fair few keepers in, you've got the gloves on. The expectation is you catch every ball. But you know we're human. It's it's you know it's it's like Ronaldo or Messi, you know, missing a goal or you know fluffing a pass. It happens. It happens to everyone. Um, but the the expectation, I think, especially on a cricket field, is that you've got the gloves and you catch the ball. And as soon as you drop one, everyone becomes a wicketkeeper. Um, so yeah, I suppose it's a, it's it's more you know making sure that I think someone someone messaged me going you know I drop I drop a catch and you know the whole team berated me for it. Um, 
And I just said, you're in the, you're playing in the wrong team. You know, go and play, go and play in a team where you're in a, a supportive environment where everyone knows that you didn't mean to drop it. Um, and find out, and at the end of the day, you'll end up enjoying your cricket a lot more. Again, I'm, I'm deviating from the path um, a fair bit, but I think resilience is the is the key thing that I, I try and work on. Um, put them in a challenging environment where they're not going to catch everything. Um, and therefore they've got a, it's a mental battle as all cricket is um, where you've just got to go, right, draw the line under that one. And there's the next ball. Mm. I try and, I try and sing songs as much as I can um, be that keeping or batting. There's always some sort of song in my head on a, on a match day. And, you know, no matter what happens, I try and just go back to that song, find a time to, to switch off. Um, especially when we're we're talking about keeping where you're going, right, caught the ball, um, throw it away, right, next ball. Um, you're you're constantly on for you know 300 balls or so on a Saturday. That's a that's a lot of thinking that you've got to do. Whereas, you know, other fielders, you know, you're you're riding the deep cover boundary, you've got time to switch off, have a look around. Where I think keeping you're always on it. Someone's already it's always asking you, you know, what did that ball do? Um, how did the batsman play that? Where's he setting up? And you've got so many things to think about. But finding a bit of time to to switch off, I think is is key. And and knowing that, right, I've caught that ball. Let's have a look at let's 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 talk to the slips. Let's let's sing a song in our head. Um and then when the time comes, you see the ball at the top of the run up, right? Now it's time to focus. Um we do our we do our trigger movement or we or we set up however we need to, and then we go again. Yeah. So I talk quite talk quite a lot, <laughs> spoke quite a lot there. I love it. And I think that as you've as you've explained your perspective there, I think that element of resilience is like is so important and not not just for, for the cricket outcomes, but for what role cricket plays in wider life. That resilience, by its nature, is 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 getting through difficult situations and coming again and keeping going, or that bounce back ability that I think yeah. Ian Bowie first coined that phrase. And that's what sport and cricket, uh, as a great example, gives us to be able to then look at other areas of our life and say even though a game of cricket of a weekend pales into insignificance compared to certain things in our life getting through that is something if we do spend that time reflecting it's like actually you know what i got through that that was pretty ugly at one point i felt like i wanted to just throw the gloves down and and go off and tell someone else to do it but i did get through it and i did maybe catch the next one or i kept i kept with it um and i never think uh, sorry, I think that that can can never be um, be overstated. And and one other thing that you mentioned that I'd like to to chat a little bit a, about is the, the concentration. And like you've mentioned there, having to switch off and perhaps having something to distract us, whether it be a song in our head or people might pick something on a tree or something outside of the ground to look at. Um, that it once again selective attention working on our focus and knowing that we do have to zoom into one thing at a time but then we can zoom back out again transfers really nicely into other areas there and um, what do you think in terms of like that 
that element of concentration. Do, does that rank up there with the biggest, I guess, the biggest um, barrier to, to to people improving their their keeping? Because you spoke at the beginning about a lot of the, the the sort of the fundamentals that might be more physical or more technical. Mm. How much of it is actually just finding ways for people to be able to be concentrating and focusing and not getting distracted by the ball before or the ball after? Yeah, I, it's a, it is, it is indeed a big, a big barrier, and it's, it's a, it can be a, it's, it's, it's a hard one to, to coach, you know, trying to, trying to work on your, on your mental game is, is not particularly easy. Um, but yeah, it it can really be a an issue, especially where it links well with sort of um, physical fatigue. As soon as you start getting tired, you end up losing focus as well, and therefore, you know, making sure that you're you're physically fit helps your mental side as well. But yeah, so um, in terms of you know focusing on the ball. Um, I try and throw as many distractions as I possibly can at people when I'm when I'm doing work with them, so that when they go into a game on a on a weekday or a weekend, their only focus becomes the ball. Um, and then, yeah, the the hard the hard part is the the moving on, because we we all think about things that have that have been, you know. Um, the element of hindsight is a is a is a curse more than anything, um, because we go, oh, I should I should have done this. Um, but if if we turn that into a into a positive, where and we and we reflect practically, and go right, that didn't go quite well, as as well as I'd hoped. Can I do this the next time? I suppose setting setting target small targets for yourself. Um, is a is a good way to go about it, especially after things haven't gone as right as they could. But you're right in in your in what you're saying in that you've you've made it through. You know, you made it you made it to the next ball. The time where you thought about giving up, you should pat yourself on the back because you've made it to the second one. You know, and you've and you've caught that one, which is a which is a massive win in itself. Because I think um, in this. In this generation, more than ever, this sort of internet generation—that that makes me sound really old—but um, you know, ev- everything's instant in this world now, isn't it? You know, if if we want something, we go onto Amazon and we buy it. If we want to know something, we go onto Google and we find the answer. If it, I suppose that links in quite nicely with resilience that we were talking about. You know, if if things are instant. A lot of people give up and go. Actually, I'm not interested, and I don't want to take part because it hasn't it hasn't worked out perfectly this one time, and therefore it's not worth doing. Whereas, if we can if we can remove that and find a way to catch that next ball, I think in itself is a success. Um, but yeah, it is it is a it is a barrier and it is a difficult thing to to talk about which is why you almost you in a way you almost set it set things up for 
for the individual to find really challenging so that if they do make a mistake, then every you can go, right, second ball, we've caught this one. We didn't do this one. We didn't do this quite well um, in that last ball, but we've stayed, we've stayed positive and we've caught the next one and we've done this really well. Um, so it's, it's, it's almost a case of you can, the only way you can sort of train that, that mental side is by failing in the first place. Um, and luckily for cricket, failure is a massive part, you know, um, especially when it comes to something like batting, you know, you will get out and, you know, learning to deal with that um, and not do what I, you know, I spent a lot of many years doing and thinking from the, the moment I get out to the, the Friday before the game, the next game going, Oh, what did I do? Um, just putting that aside and, and breaking it down to this didn't go as well as I thought. This is what I'm going to do next time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to, to go roundabout again. Um, yeah, it is, it is a big barrier, but I think the, the, the way to overcome that is by failing in the first place and turning and turning, not getting things quite right into a positive. Um, and that's what I, you know, even the, the children that I work with at school, um, you know, your failure is your first step into, in, in learning. There's, you don't learn anything by getting things right all the time. You've got to get something wrong. You've got to work out why you got something wrong. And then you put that, you, you put those corrections into place. And by the end of that process, if you haven't got it, you go back and you start again. If you have got it, you've achieved the, the, the task and acquired that skill. So I suppose the, the stigma on failing as a as a as an as an as an entity um is the probably the thing that needs to change yeah and you've outlined there beautifully what cricket can give us that transfers elsewhere but also within cricket what it can do for our enjoyment of the game and being comfortable with what we maybe failure isn't even the word anymore, being comfortable with it not going as we intended and taking a step away from an expectation which is often unrealistic that you're going to catch every ball. Like you've said, Ben Folks is saying he's not going to catch every ball. So I think maybe we take a step back and say we might drop the odd one. Donald Bradman got a few ducks across his career, so you know, maybe we might uh, go without troubling the scorer as well. Josh, just before we finish, uh, I love the positivity that's, that's that's radiated out here. If people aren't already um, following you, where can they find you on the social media? So I, I am the wicketkeeping coach um, on uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. I think I've got, a, I've got some YouTube videos on there as well. It is at underscore the, the WK coach. Um, I've got some, some cool things in the pipeline happening um, over the next few months. So, um, so, yeah, some cool things to look forward to. Plus, plus some coaching uh, when I've got a bit of time uh, pushing probably towards December. So if anyone would like a session, um please just keep an eye out for those yeah definitely can't recommend it enough it's been some uh, josh's videos and uh and commentary on them has been something which has helped me and and i know a lot of other people who are interested in the art of wicket keeping and how that applies so top man josh let's keep in touch and I look forward to speaking again soon mate thanks mate appreciate it